you wish you could hear God's voice? Are you struggling to find stillness in the busyness of mom life? Is being present daily and sometimes moment by moment a battle for you? Welcome home, sister. This is Unabridged Faith. Aloha, my name is Paige Amber Bacani. I am a lover of Jesus, wife, mama, and mentor. After living by my own strength for years, I finally gave up and took a chance on Him. The simplest way to describe what the Lord has done in my life is that I was one way and now I am completely different. I want that for you. My mission is to journey alongside you as we openly grow in our faith by being present with God's Word, practicing prayer, pursuing fellowship, and sharing powerful testimonies. If you want to learn how to invite God's peace into your heart, motherhood, and mind, I know this podcast will speak to you. Slip on your shoes, strap on your little ones, and let's go for a walk. We have a date with the Lord. All my love, your sister, Paige. Aloha and good morning, mamas. Part five. Wow. Holy Spirit, thank you for just taking over and sharing so much of my life. And I really hope that this is speaking to you guys. I really hope that you're connecting to different parts. I really hope that you're getting to see me through the lens that I see myself and even more begin to see as I begin to see myself through the lens that the Lord sees me, that you would begin to see me through that same lens and that you would in return begin to see yourself through the lens of the Lord. Father God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for another day. Thank you for this opportunity to share my life. Thank you for the blessings that you have given me. Thank you for changing all of the whirlwind seasons of my life into joy. A joy to share, a joy to tell, a joy that they have made me the woman that I am today. I lay them all before your feet as I continue to share in hopes that you would soften our hearts and soften our minds and let us receive from you the transformational work that you're doing in me and that you would like to do in these women. In Jesus' name, amen. So I ended that we came back to Nebraska and COVID happened. We thought it was a joke, to be honest, because we had, well, we haven't had the news, we haven't had TV, we haven't had anything for almost six months at this time. So we have never heard of COVID. There wasn't COVID in Panama, there wasn't COVID in the Bahamas, at least not that we knew. So coming back and hearing that this is a worldwide pandemic and everything is shutting down, we were at a complete loss. And we had come home to visit my mom so we stayed here with them and weeks turned into months and months turned into a year which praise god for them seriously for opening their home to us for that long unexpectedly and we have such a redemptive god you guys so one of my favorite favorite stories to tell is that on mother's day the following year, we found out we were pregnant again. And this pregnancy was full term. We gave birth to our little boy, Jacob Joshua Bacani, on January 12th, 2021, here in Lincoln, Nebraska. So get this though, he was born 01122021 at 1210 in the afternoon at 1210. 
So I don't know what all the ones and zeros and two mean, but he, his day was full of them, which just is amazing. I love numbers. I love little synchronicities like that because I believe that we have a sovereign God and nothing is a coincidence. Nothing is on accident. Everything is purposeful. So I'm really eager to see if the Lord ever reveals anything from that to me someday. But for right now, just as Mary did with Jesus, it's something that I just treasure in my heart. And I want to share a little bit of background on Jacob's name as well, because in this episode, I'm really helping you guys see the transition from the first couple episodes where I was in life, where God was bringing me through to where he has brought me now, living in this intentional, unabridged faith in bringing everything to his feet for answers, including the name of my child. So after we lost Agape Joy in Panama, there was a lower room that I would go to in the morning before anyone else woke up. And I would listen to music and I would pray and just sob. I would just process and journal. And the Lord gave me two names. He gave me Jacob. And so I thought, oh my goodness, we're going to be having twins next because Jacob was a twin, Jacob and Esau, but Esau wasn't the second name. It was Jacob and Noah. So I had these two names and I thought, okay, either we're having twins or we're having a boy and a boy or a girl. If we have a boy, we'll name them Jacob. If we have a girl, we'll name her Noah. And we found out it was a boy. So I knew immediately it was Jacob. And I began to ask the Lord for confirmation over this name because as much as I intentionally live this unabridged faith, I still doubt I'm still human and I still have these moments of weakness where I was pretty for sure I heard you, but I just want to make sure. So as I began this prayerful walk with the Lord of confirmation over Jacob's name, he began to reveal more and more to me. And as I looked into what Jacob's name meant, it meant to supplant. And I didn't know what that meant, so I had to look that up, and it means to come in place of. And that hit me really hard. To be honest, I wanted a bold name for him. I wanted warrior or something along those lines. So when I heard to come in place of, it made me a little bit sad because I knew the little boy that he was developing and knitting together inside of me was so much more than just coming in place of agape joy, coming in place of the baby that we had lost. The more that I allowed myself to sit with this, the more I saw the beauty in the promise of his name. And I began sharing it with my mom, who is truly a well of wisdom. She doesn't quite see it yet, but she is. The first thing that came to her mind is the story of her sister's first baby. And I knew the story, but I had forgotten it. My mom's sister also had the first boy in that generation as Jacob was going to be the first boy in this generation and he died from SIDS at four months. So not only was Jacob coming in place of agape joy, he was also coming in place of Jacob and that shook me because never did I ever think of naming him after my aunt's Jacob. Jacob was just the name that the Lord had given me. So this was overwhelming for me. And again, I felt that there was a next step to take to call my aunt and uncle out of respect and just share the story with them and make sure that they were okay with us also naming our little boy, Jacob. Of course, there were 
they were. There was tears. And it has bonded us and connected us in a whole new way, which is so amazing. So that's where there's so many other things, but those are really the main ones, the main confirmations. And anytime that I ask the Lord for confirmation, he gives it to me. It might not be right away. It might not be the way that I'm thinking that it should be. And a lot of times I can block myself from those confirmations because I'm looking for it in a specific way and he's trying to give it to me in a totally other way. Maybe that's for one of you guys in this season. So with the confirmation of his first name, we began thinking about his second name and Joshua kept coming to me, which is the name of my younger brother. And I really, really loved Jacob Joshua Bakani. And as I looked into that name more, Joshua is also a derivative of Yeshua, which is Jesus. And then our last name, there's kind of some controversy over what the last name is. Some people can't find anything, but what I found was the elder shepherd. So Jacob's name in totality is something along the lines of the elder shepherd that comes in place or in the likeness of Yeshua or Jesus. That's amazing. (laughs) That is so amazing. It gives me so much joy, so much hope, so much eager expectation to see what the Lord is going to do through this little boy's life. And if that wasn't enough, you guys, I'm just being honest about my doubt, even though I live my life in faith to the Lord because I love him and I want to want to trust him with all that I have. But I still doubt. So we're to the point in the hospital. We gave birth. I'd love to share that story someday too. But we are at the point where you sign the paper, what you want their name to be to go on the birth certificate. And I'm still questioning. I'm telling the nurse, I think it's Jacob Joshua Bacani, but how do you ever know? She looks at me and says, that's so awesome. My husband's name is Jacob and his brother's name is Joshua. I mean, come on, does it get any more clear than that? In that moment, I was still in such reverence for the Lord and such gratitude and such absolute certainty that this is the name of the child that I am holding in my arms. It was amazing. We stayed in the hospital for the first two days and it was so beautiful. Again, you guys, Evan and I have lived most of our married life with others. So when we get time of just the two of us, it's such a sacred place and we just want to rest in it. We're so grateful for everyone we've been able to stay with. It's always amazing. We love bonding with people, but we love bonding with each other. And now our newest member of our family, I can't even express my gratitude for those first couple days, just the three of us in the room. It felt like we were in a time capsule. Just It was just us. The rest of the world just paused and we were just right here, which is how I feel those first couple days. Well, life should be especially, but definitely those first couple days with your new little one. I was able to have a completely natural birth, praise God and breastfeeding went well right off the bat which again praise god because no woman in my family on either line has been able to successfully breastfeed so that in itself was an answered prayer i'm gonna fast forward now we stayed in nebraska four months so jake until jacob was four months 
And while we were in YWAM, we felt the Lord leading Evan into professional sports. So he's played sports all growing up, which is kind of hilarious because I know nothing about sports. And I joke that God forgot to give me hand-eye coordination, which I know is not true. The Lord doesn't forget anything, but I'm very uncoordinated. If something is coming at me, it's probably going to hit me. Anyways, we have decided we are living this life by faith. And if this is where we feel like the Lord is calling us, then this is where we'll take steps towards. And the strangest thing about this is that Evan chose soccer growing up. He played for five years in college, like I mentioned, but we felt the Lord leading us into baseball, which made no sense. And it made even less sense when we got back to the States and found out that COVID was happening and there was no sports being played at all whatsoever. So kind of backtracking now, I'm going back. Jacob is now four months old and Evan has been asked to try out for a Pecos League team, which is a very low-level independent baseball league. I think I said that right. So we packed up everything in our little Prius, and Evan's brother flew to Nebraska so that he could drive with Evan to California, and Jacob and I flew. So we got to Southern California just to visit his family real quick, and then we drove to the tryout. And once we got to the tryout, I don't remember how many days it was. Maybe it was just a one-day tryout. And there was only a couple people that made it, and Evan wasn't one of them. So we were praying, God, what do you want us to do next? This isn't making sense. We were very discouraged. And somehow we had heard of another tryout for the Monterey Amberjacks. And so we got in the car, and we started driving there. And I remember even on the way there, we were kind of frustrated with each other. We were so in the doubt of is this really what God is calling us to or is this just something we're trying to do or just confusion you know that heavy confusion that's coming when you're taking the next right steps in the Lord but everything is trying to get you to not we show up at this tryout and almost everyone makes the team including Evan we were so ecstatic we didn't even care that it was just because this was pretty much the leftover players from all the other Pecos leagues. We were just so excited that we had followed the Lord and we felt that he had heard us and he answered our prayer and now we were on a team. And right after our excitement, we came to realize that there was no host home. So there was no place for us to stay. A lot of the guys were able to get into a host home because they're just single guys, they're easy to place. but. We weren't very easy because we were a family and we wanted to stay together. So once again, we're just in our car. This is kind of how we work. We say, God, this is what we think you're leading us to. We're going to get in the car and drive and we trust that you're going to reveal it to us, which is what he did with the trainings. It's what he's doing right now in this story. We got a hold of some family friends and we thought that they had a grandma's quarter for us. We were like, oh, awesome. Like they have a little mini house for us to have for the season. This is great. We get there, it's late at night, we're exhausted. So much has happened, so many emotions in one day. And we get there and he starts showing us his camper. And so I was a little bit confused thinking, oh, that's so awesome that you're showing us your camper. Like it's really nice, but I'm really tired and I would love to get my baby to sleep. The camper was the grandma's quarter. So we were staying in a camper for majority of the season with a four month old in a not wonderful area of California, but God is good and we knew that we knew that this is where he had called us to be in that season. 
So that is where we stayed. And towards the end of the season, we did get a different host home in Hollister, California, and it was beautiful. It was an Airbnb, the sweetest family. They had a dog that Jacob adored. We still have videos of them, and I love watching them. And he's done that two years in a row. So I'm trying to wrap this up for you guys. And after that season of baseball, we went back to Southern California to spend some time with Evan's family. After that, we flew back to Nebraska, August through September. After that, we flew back to Southern California because we thought we were gonna stay there with his family for a little bit. But shortly after we arrived, Evan got a call about another baseball camp that was happening in Nebraska in September. So through prayer, we decided we wanted to fly back to Nebraska to go to this camp and then we would fly back to Southern California because we had just moved all of our things there. So we came back for the camp, we went back to California and when we got to California, Evan worked with kids in FCA, he was a coach. FCA stands for Fellowship of Christian Athletes and he loved it and I loved it. It was so neat to watch him in a different realm of coaching instead of playing. So I'm kind of skimming over these seasons, but these were hard, heavy seasons for us. People are constantly asking what our plan is, what our next steps are, but really it felt that they were asking, okay, when are you gonna start your career? When are you gonna get a house? When are you gonna start making money? When are you gonna get a car? When are you gonna get serious about this life thing? And I know that it was all out of love because they didn't understand the way that we were living. And honestly, we didn't understand the way that we were living either. I mean, if God would mail us a letter and tell us do this, 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 and this, I would do that, absolutely. But that's not the way that God works because if he did that, I know myself, I know I'm human, I know my flaws, I would take that list and do it alone in my own strength. But God is a God of relationship. God is a God of love. God wants to do things with us. And so, at least in my experience, if he tells me too many things too far out, I start doing it all in my own strength. And that's not what I want because I don't want to be doing things without him because he knows best. So whenever I try to do things on my own strength, it doesn't work out the way that it potentially could have with his help. And so in his grace... He doesn't give Evan and I very much notice of what's coming next, but he always reassures us that he's there with us, he loves us, and he has plans for us for a hope and a future and not to harm us. Uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, Jeremiah, all of Jeremiah 29, but that was a verse that really bonded Evan and I as well as we were finding that we were meant to marry one another. This is kind of a little bit of a tangent, but my aunt and uncle had sent me with a journal to Hawaii and it had Jeremiah 29 11 on the front of it. And Evan's auntie and uncle had sent him with a Bible and they had wrote in Jeremiah 29 11 in it. So that's just a cool little tidbit, but let me remember where I'm at. So we're in Southern California. We're overwhelmed. Everyone has a lot of questions and we don't feel like we have any answers but we do feel led to go back to Hawaii, back to Big Island. Obviously, we are stoked on this. That is our happy place. We love the island. We love the ocean. We love surfing. We love our ohana there. And so having the opportunity to go back felt amazing. 
So Jacob, Evan, and getting to introduce everyone to our new little boy because no one had met our baby yet. So we were getting to go and introduce him to more family that he didn't even know he had yet. We were living nannies for the original family that I nannied for back in 2018, 2019. And this is January of this year, you guys, January of 2022. It was amazing. It was hard. It's a very small space to have a little one, but it was so great. The man that was living in the Ohana before us, Ohana is just like a little studio. It's just one room and then there's a little bathroom. And he had left his cat and Jacob fell in love with this cat, you guys. It taught Jacob so much about being gentle, which I will be forever grateful for. Oh my goodness, you guys, there's so many details, so much confirmation. Just know that every single step along the way, no matter how hard it was, and it was hard, God kept reassuring us, I'm right here. You're right where you're supposed to be. I know it doesn't make sense. I know nobody understands. I know you're confused, but just look at me. Just look to me. I love you. I'm here for you. And that whole season was the off season of baseball and Evan was training, even though we didn't know if we were going to be on a team the next year and or the next season. And we had been praying and we took a whole season off. Evan had been injured, so he didn't even work out for a whole week. And that week was probably our hardest week in Hawaii, just seeking the Lord, making sure we're really doing this. So much doubt, so much confusion. And all we could do was look at the Lord through all of it. Look to him, pray to him, listen for him. We had surrendered it to him pretty much saying, okay, maybe baseball isn't what you have for us. We started looking at other routes, maybe firefighting, and we can totally do that at any point in time, but it didn't feel like the next step of faith. It felt like the next step of, okay, let's just do this because then we'll have an answer for everyone's questions. If that makes sense, So as we're pretty much giving up on the plan that we feel the Lord has for us, we're just confused and we're in a hard place. Evan gets a call and there's a team that wants him at spring training for the San Rafael Pacifics, which is in Northern California. So we get rid of so many things again. We pack up, we fly back to Southern California at the end of May. We get in our car, our little Prius, once again, the beginning of June, not knowing where we're gonna be staying because they don't have a host home for us. Again, it's just really hard to get a host home for a family versus just some single guys all in a house. So we knew this is where the Lord had called us to be. We didn't know where he was gonna provide for us to stay, but we knew that he would. So it was really neat. We went to a place that we had been the previous year where we had just picked some peaches and enjoyed the nature there. We went to that same place and it was so neat to see the growth of our marriage, but also of Jacob. So Jacob couldn't even walk the last time we were there. And this time he was running around, grabbing sticks, doing all the things. So in this time of uncertainty, we had so much joy. We get a call from one of Evan's family members that we haven't met before that lives in Northern California. So it's still about an hour and 45 minutes away from where Evan will be playing baseball, but a place to stay at night is better than no place at all. So we stayed there for a couple months and we loved it. It was so neat to get to know them. It was definitely hard. I was pretty much a single mom in seemingly a stranger's house in the beginning, but they quickly became family 
and Evan was driving a lot back and forth, but we made it work and God sustained us, God strengthened us, God grew us and molded us through that time. And I'm so grateful for it. We have a couple weeks left of season and one of his children are gonna move back home. So Evan and I need to find another host home. And again, lots of confusion. His family ended up visiting us. His brother knew someone. And so we had a place to stay. We loved it. This place was so sweet. It was our own little house um, on a farm. So I felt like I was at home and it was beautiful. We got to do so much traveling of Northern California throughout the season. And it's just amazing there. I don't even feel like I'm in California anymore. Evan's team makes it to playoffs, but we have to move out of this house because they're getting their floors redone and we had told them a date we would be out, which was the end of season. But because Evan's team was doing so great, which was awesome, we needed a new host home. So we were looking and looking, nothing was coming up. We cleaned up, we packed up, we told them goodbye. We love them so much. We still connect with them, they're great. We got in the car and started driving in our Prius and we trusted that the Lord would provide a place and of all ways that he did, it was through a Facebook mommy group of Northern California. And one thing led to the next. It wasn't working, and then it was working, and then it wasn't working. And by the end of the night, we ended up in a home with a mom and her daughter and five dogs and a cat. And it was amazing. We loved them. Everyone that the Lord connects us with, it's just, I can't even explain to you guys. But it was meant to be. We were only there for, I think, two, maybe three nights. Evan's team had done great in playoffs, but they didn't make it all the way, which was perfect because it was time for us to go back home. So we went back to Southern California, we packed up everything again, got rid of what we didn't need. Evan drove the car back to Nebraska. Jacob and I flew back to Nebraska and my aunt picked us up from the Omaha airport last Friday. I was so happy to be home. You guys, the people, of Nebraska are just different. Even going from the California terminal to the Nebraska terminal, I just got there and thought, these are my people. Jacob's, I blew up a balloon for him and he's playing with these kids and people are coming up and talking to us. It just, I felt like I was home already in Denver and I wasn't even home yet. And then I get home and it's just Jacob and I, he was passed out on me. I had Jacob, the car seat, the pack and play, and then I think a backpack. And I kept it as minimal as possible, but I needed the car seat right when we got there and I needed the pack and play. And so people see that I have a lot of things and they come over. And so one person grabs the pack and play, one person grabs the car seat, everyone gets me onto the curb. Jacob's still sleeping, it's amazing. My aunt gets there, a police officer comes and helps us pack up the car. Um, I get Jacob out, he gets in the car, he's still sleeping. It's just, oh, I could not believe that I was back home. I just wanted to cry, I was so happy to be here. and. The strangest thing is so many years of my life, I think I didn't ever see myself here. You know, I spent so many years of winter here and then the Lord introduced me to all of these warm tropical places like Haiti and Panama and Africa and Hawaii. And I just, I don't know, I don't think I saw myself coming back to Nebraska. And I am not speaking for God here because he is constantly surprising us, but I'm so happy to be home, you guys. I stayed at my dad's house in Kearney Saturday and Sunday and then Monday we came back to my mama's house and right as we were about to get to her house Evan pulled out right behind us so he had been tracking me on maps and it was such a sweet surprise it was so awesome to have him 
pull up right behind us and Jacob to get to see his dada right away. My mom and her husband live on a sweet little farm. It's so beautiful. They have ponds, they've got animals. It is just heaven for Jacob and for Evan and I. Evan picked up fishing and so he loves it here. And Nebraska is where my family is. Nebraska is where my friends are. Nebraska is where so much of me has been. And so it's so refreshing to be back. It's been a lot. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sugarcoat this for you guys. It's been hard. So we got back Monday. It's Saturday the 27th as I'm recording this. Tuesday, Mama found out she had COVID. So we've been trying to quarantine from her. I'm starting this podcasting course with Steph Gass, which is why I am recording this right now. That started on Tuesday as well. And there's just so much going on. We're kind of living out of the suitcase. We're only going to be here at my mom's house for a couple months. So I'm kind of preparing for another move while also trying to be somewhat stable during this time. But all of these are opportunities for me, my husband, and Jacob to grow together and to grow in the Lord. And as hard and difficult as these times are, and as much as I sometimes, I'll admit, pray them away, I'm so grateful that they're here because it continues to allow me to strengthen my focus and my discipline on my priorities. And my priorities are my relationship with the Lord first, my relationship with Evan second, my marriage, my relationship with Jacob third, my motherhood, my health, and then my ministry or business or however the Lord would wish to reach other women through me and however he would also wish to bring us finances to support our family so that I can continue focusing on these priorities. But I have found in my life, it's one thing for me to say that these are my priorities. It's another thing for me to go through a season that just feels impossible and still have the strength by the Holy Spirit to look at the Lord and remember those priorities and act on those priorities every single day. And that's where I want to leave you guys here. We did it. I got through my story. There's so much left out, but you guys got so much of it. And I hope and I pray that at this point, you know and trust the Lord's heart for you more than when you began this. And I also hope that you trust my heart for you and that you have been inspired and encouraged by the faith that the Lord has gifted me in and that it has grown yours. I love you guys. I'm so excited to be on this journey with you. Please be praying for me. Please connect with me. I'm so excited to get to know you guys more and more and more as you guys have already learned so much about me. Okay, have a beautiful day. Mwah! Sweet sister, I am eager to connect and hear how the Lord spoke to you through today's episode, or maybe even throughout the week, because I trust that He did. I want to ask you to pause and help me with a quick favor. If this podcast has blessed you in any way, please take a moment and share how through leaving a heartfelt review on Apple Podcast. This helps other women like us find unabridged faith. Your kind words fill my heart with so much joy, and I have hope that your review also encourages others. 
If you are ready to go all in with your faith, please email me at unabridgedfaith at gmail.com so we can stay in touch. And come join our community of faith-filled women at facebook.com slash unabridgedfaith. I trust that the Lord will continue to use this podcast to draw us near to His heart. And I pray for a week full of intention and connection as we grow in unabridged faith. In Jesus' name, amen.